to the David Glenn Show. Our good friend Hayes Permar drops by in 30 minutes. We're going to have fun on the launch day of Disney+. Plus. Wait till you hear what Hayes has collected for some other similar ideas in the sporting world. Jordan Rodriguez covers the NFL and the Carolina Panthers for The Athletic Carolina. Check out a couple more of my posts there a little bit later this week. Panthers lost at Green Bay in a close one. They're 5-4, and four, slightly on the outside looking in at the NFC playoff picture. Their next four games involve two against the Falcons, one against Washington at home, and a trip to New Orleans. So that is giving people the thought that maybe there is still a chance. Jordan, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. In your eyes, what do the Panthers need to do better to go from this 5-4 and four hopeful to somebody that ends up on the right side of the playoff fence? Well, I think the positive thing about this team this year is there are two things. There are only two. It's amazing that <laughs> I think that they need to do better in order to really have a shot at making a postseason run. And the first one is stopping the run. So maybe not as optimistic because that's been a huge problem for them for the last two seasons. Um, they are currently giving up over 133 rushing yards per game. That's really, really bad. And they need to protect the football better. And so Kyle Allen, he put those, um, you know, those two turnovers on himself and they were on himself. And, he, he has to, to manage the game a little bit more efficiently, and he has to uh, protect the football in order to give the playmakers around him a chance. Um, stopping the run is not doesn't appear to be as simple um, as one would have thought because over the last three weeks, they've really struggled in that regard. So that's the one that I'm, I, think, I think, a little bit more worried about. On Twitter, she is at Jordan Rodrigue. Online, you can find her work at The Athletic Carolina. The Panthers, I saw this note in your contribution, one of them, the pile over the weekend. The Panthers entered Sunday's game dead last in the NFL in red zone defense and then kind of continued the theme against the Packers. Um, what do you make of that? Because the Panthers have also, you know, for a while led the NFL in sacks. They've done other good things. Uh, Luke Keekley, James Bradbury when he's healthy, uh, Brian Burns before he got hurt. Like, there's a lot of good there on that side of the ball, and yet that stands out like a whopper. Yeah, that's a huge problem, too. That's, um, I think that, in part, has a little bit to do with giving up massive plays on, on those drives. Um, and I think that that's something that kind of sets up um, sometimes failure in the red zone because your defense is on its heels, it's scrambling, it's, um, you know, trying to contain, trying to contain, trying to contain, um, and failing sometimes in, in very large pieces. And that's really problematic. And I think some of that has to do with um, setting, setting those guys up for success in those red zone situations um, from a play calling and design perspective. And some of it has to do with just not being fundamentally sound in, in some ways and giving up those massive plays on those drives, one or two, you know, chunk runs um, per drive or like that, that really long second and 26 that they absolutely could not allow to happen um, or, or like chunk games in the air. Those I think really help set you up for failure in the red zone because at that point you are scrambling and you're gassed. David Tepper bought this team and one of the early reports about one of the few things he disliked about the Panthers culture was a lack of use of analytics compared to what, you know, he did in his hedge fund world or even what others were doing in the NFL. When Ron Rivera gave his analytics answer to the why he went for the two point conversion down eight, 
Uh, did, did it feel like that was channeled through David Tepper? And what else can you tell us about that relationship? Because uh, David Tepper came from the Steelers, who usually make the playoffs, and he certainly does not want to see Ron Rivera lead another non-playoff season. Sure, and I think that's a good question because part of it, I, I imagine, came from David Tepper and some of these off-season conversations that they had about um, making the team better. And one of those ways, adding in the analytics department, um, which was kind of, you know, uh, one of the lesser staff departments in the league at that point, but they did add um, a really bright young guy, um, Taylor Rajak, from, who was previously in Philadelphia, where they really have gone heavy with analytics yep. implementing them um, in their day-to-day operations. And so I think that that, that was interesting because you – I actually don't remember the last time I've heard Ron – or I don't think anybody remembers the last time they've heard Ron get up on the podium and say, right. yes, that was purely <laughs> analytics, right? And so that was interesting to me for that – for that point. And I think part of it is um, David Tepper. And I also think the other part of it is Ron Rivera wants to win and, you know, he has to win. And the reality of the league right, um, and, and where the league is moving is if you're not giving yourself an edge and an advantage using analytics, you are behind. And, and as, you know, as much as Ron, you know, likes to say, you know, figures lie and liars figure or as much as Ron likes to um, and prefers, you know, the old fashioned defense, defensive stand football, um, you know, he also at the, at his core wants to win football games. And, and the reality of it is if you are not implementing more analytics in your decision-making, then you're not going to be winning football games as the rest of the league kind of moves into that phase as creakily as the league is moving toward that they are moving. So, um, it, it's either keep up or, or get left behind. Among the greatest values that I think you and Joe person at the athletic Carolina bring to the table is because you're around all of these folks all the time, you can sort of sift through player speak and coach speak and identify like what is more meaningful out of a lot of these guys' mouths. And I bring that up because uh, I think it was in both of your articles, Greg Olson talking about Kyle Allen. It's, it seems counterintuitive after a game where you don't score a lot of points and you lose on the road to Green Bay. It seems counterintuitive to praise your young quarterback, Kyle Allen. And yet it seemed like Greg Olson, I, I don't know if he just, you know, tosses bouquets in every direction regularly. I haven't gotten that sense. But it seemed like he went out of his way to say, I'm not sure you all understand what it's like in the snow at Green Bay while trailing uh, when they know you're going to pass to do what Kyle Allen just did twice. And if we had gotten into that end zone, you know, the story would be written a different way. What can you tell us about either what those guys said on Sunday or even in the aftermath? Because Kyle Allen is turning some of the right kinds of heads, uh, even as sometimes he falls short of getting a victory. Sure. And I think part of that, I mean, there is no there is no way uh, you, you want to make light of of what the Panthers tried to do and the way that they tried to battle back um, in the fourth quarter and the way that, that Kyle Allen kind of had to learn some tough lessons on the fly. And I think that's kind of where they're they're speaking at this point is um, you you can't you obviously can't make the kinds of mistakes that that Kyle Allen did and especially when you're trying to lead a comeback drive, you can't have, you know, one of your passes almost picked. Um, You can't miss Christian McCaffrey by kind of like throwing the ball at his feet um, in a really crucial situation that could have been a touchdown. And um, I think that 
you have to balance that, though. If you're an, an older player, a veteran player, you have to balance that with the recognition that um, he is learning these lessons in-game and he's learning on the fly, and, and you don't see him um, kind of fall under the water when he is making those mistakes. You see him kind of try to rally and get back to managing the game efficiently. And so I think that's part of where that comes comes from. And the other part of it is if if your teammate has made a couple mistakes and if you, you lose a game and you know that this is your guy for the rest of the year, Cam Newton on injured reserve, this is the guy for the rest of the year, um, you know, you, you have to talk. You have to talk him up a little bit. You have to make sure that he knows that, that you have his back regardless of the outcome. And that's just being a good teammate. And Kyle, would, Kyle does the same for, for those guys as well. And that's just being a good teammate. And so I think that, um, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm a little bit more skeptical of that fourth quarter than, than I heard, you know, some around the league, um, only because there were a couple really simple mistakes that I don't think you should be making if you are the starting quarterback of an NFL team. But also we have to keep in mind that Kyle Allen is still very young. This is only his, was only his eighth start. Yeah. And he's learning from those mistakes, and he has to balance learning on the fly with also wanting to do right by his older veteran teammates that really very much would like to win and kind of enter the season thinking they would be uh, a part of a contender. So that's the balance he's striking right now, and I think they respect the line he's walked in that regard. Last thing for you, and be as quick as you need to be before you move on to your next obligation. Fans are looking at these next four games and saying, Hey, I know the I know the Falcons beat the Saints, but they're a bad team, and Panthers play them twice in their next four. Washington's a bad team, and we'll be at Bank of America Stadium on December first. Obviously, the trip to New Orleans is the hardest of those four, but somehow, if the Panthers turn five and four into eight and five, then the optimism starts again, right? Do, do the players see that bigger picture best you could tell, or are they pretty good at staying focused and making sure you don't, uh, you know, slip up with your expectations of the Falcons the way maybe the Saints just did? Right, and I think that's so. That's going to be such a key factor. Is you 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 are you have no excuse to not be prepared for the trap game because you just saw somebody else fall into yeah. the trap yep. game, you know. You have no excuse to not be prepared. So that this stretch right here, in my opinion, will really show the mark of, of what this football team is made of and if they can be sustainable down the stretch because you cannot – the Falcons are not good. You can't lose to them. And so you need to sweep them, and then you need to beat the Saints once. And so I think that – and you definitely have to beat Washington. And so I think that if you are slipping up and you're losing to a, a bad team where, yes, you do not have your franchise – quarterback but you are playing a team that is not good then and if you slip up in that regard then that just kind of shows um you know a lack of fortitude that you really need to see from a team this time of year as they as they head into a playoff stretch and so i think that one of the benefits here is sure you're facing a team an atlanta team that maybe has a little momentum great that's all very well and good but you also are facing an atlanta team um that you are very aware that can be dangerous if you let them get, get kind of do, do uh, impose their will against you and, and do the things that they did against New Orleans. So you have that warning. There's no excuse at this point. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at is that this, this next stretch is going to really show whether this team is, is uh, has the fortitude to be equipped for a playoff run. Find her work at The Athletic Carolina. Follow her on Twitter at Jordan Rodriguez. Jordan, thanks as always for the time on the David Glenn Show.
Thanks, David. Really appreciate it. Take you, care. You got it. You too. 1-800-849-2761. Back to your phone calls on the other side. The Don Cherry question lingers. Is it an unnecessary bow to political correctness that he got fired from his position as a longtime iconic Canadian hockey commentator because of his anti-immigrant words over the weekend? Or is it a necessary result to fight the kind of bigotry that we see north and south of the border? You can chime in on that. What are the Panthers' biggest shortcomings as we speak? And when you compare your Panthers to the Seahawks and the Niners, who had a fantastic overtime battle last night on Monday Night Football, you think the Panthers' shortcomings can improve enough that they become a playoff team in the NFC as well. College football offers committee rankings part two tonight. College basketball offers a showdown between Memphis and the NCAA, even as Memphis takes the court against Oregon tonight in a national TV matchup. The big center, the freshman, James Wiseman, is in the NCAA eligibility crosshairs, and the Tigers are playing him kind of despite what the NCAA has told them. Duke is back in action tonight, hosting Central Arkansas. No Scottie Pippen on that roster. Uh, he may be in attendance, I don't know. 7 o'clock start on the ACC network. Your, your phone calls, questions, and comments on those headlines of the day. We watched the Canes win last night. We watched Kawhi Leonard beat his old team, the Raptors, with his new team, the Clippers. There's word today that Paul George will return from his injury issues soon to prop up L.A. even a little bit more. You can be next with your question or comment on one of those topics at 1-800-849-2761. What schools and their fan bases have the most to learn with the committee rankings part two as they're shown in a nationally televised event this evening? My answer to that question with your phone calls on those topics of the day, 1-800-849-2761, next on The David Glenn Show. You like college football? It's Taj Boyd. Taj, how are you? Welcome I'm to the good. show. I'm good. Dave, man, I appreciate you having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited for the question that you're going to ask. Mark Richt of Georgia, please stop taking our best high school football players, but otherwise, thank you for the visit. Last thing for Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer. So do we. The David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Appreciate it a lot. You got it. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Hayes Permar, friend of the program, joins us in about 10 minutes. The NCAA may be in a legal showdown with Memphis as we speak over the eligibility of a freshman center who will be back on national TV tonight. Memphis against Oregon, 9 o'clock ESPN. Even though the NCAA has told Memphis he is likely ineligible. Memphis is in defiance mode. We're not sure how the NCAA is going to react in the long run, but remember... You could put together a great season, Penny Hardaway, only to have the NCAA later say, uh, you've been using a guy we told you would be ineligible and you're not allowed to play in the NCAA tournament. Stranger things have happened. It is an unusual, if not unprecedented, showdown between the NCAA and Memphis in the college basketball world. Meanwhile, as we have open lines for the first time in a long time, if you want in on Don Cherry or the Panthers in the playoffs or college football, or the college basketball headlines of the day. You want to talk about a showdown? This would not be NCAA versus school the way I think this Memphis eligibility thing is worth following. I mean, no court is going to tell the NCAA you are not allowed to enforce your own rules that your members have agreed to, and in some cases, drawn up themselves, right? The NCAA is not just a bunch of dudes sitting in a basement smoking cigars. The NCAA is your universities 
sending representatives to craft legislation that they end up playing by those rules. Memphis sounds like it's saying, we dare you to impose your rules on this set of circumstances involving our star freshman center, James Wiseman, 1-800-849-2761. This other type of showdown would really be about the college football playoff format. And Ryan McGee touched on it in a way that made a lot of people unhappy on social media, including our Twitter handle, at David Glenn Show. Imagine this. Let's just say LSU keeps winning and the Tigers make it as a, maybe a 13-0 SEC champion. Let's say Ohio State keeps winning and the Buckeyes make it maybe as a 13-0 Big Ten champion. Clemson, of course, heavily favored against Wake this week at Death Valley, heavily favored against a 4-6 and six South Carolina team that just lost at home to App State and has little to no chance at a bowl game this year. And then the Clemson Tigers will be the heavy favorite the next game because it'll be an ACC championship matchup. We'll be there with the big tailgate tour in Charlotte. Who knows who represents the Coastal? Could it be UVA? Could it be Virginia Tech? Could it be Pitt, the Tar Heels opponent on Thursday night football this week? We'll see. But regardless of who represents the chaotic Coastal, Clemson will be the big favorite against that team, just as the Tigers are that against Wake this week and South Carolina next week. So then you'd have three undeniable Final four participants, right? There is no argument to be made against a 13-0 LSU, a 13-0 Ohio State, or a 13-0 Clemson. Remember, conference championship, that label matters by rule in the committee room. And if you're a Power 5 conference champion with zero losses, I still believe you're going to get in. Ryan said that he's not sure that's the case. And I respect Ryan a lot. He covers college football and is one of my favorites along those lines. Can you imagine... If Alabama, who remember because it's in the same division as LSU, won't be able to have that extra data point in all likelihood, unless somehow LSU were to stumble twice, LSU is going to represent the West division in the SEC title game. Maybe against a Georgia, maybe against a Florida, we'll see. But Alabama doesn't get the 13th data point, as they like to call it. Alabama is going to have a 12-game body of work that to this moment includes really only two quality opponents. They have one nice win over Texas A&M, and they have a disappointing close loss to LSU. We just all saw it with that 17 million uh, TV audience on Saturday afternoon on CBS. 46-41. So on the one hand, it makes you sound like, well, you're just a hair behind the team LSU that's likely to be number one in tonight's committee rankings. 46-41 means it could have gone either way, right? It went down to the wire. You bounced back in the second half. You made it close. It was on your home field, but when you start dissecting single losses, you'd rather be Alabama losing a close one to LSU than, say, Georgia, who does have an impressive resume overall at 8-1, and one, but their single loss is to a South Carolina team that's going to miss a bowl game entirely. Those are not somewhat similar. Flat out, Alabama's loss is a good loss, and Georgia's loss is a bad loss, period. But where are Alabama's quality wins? You know what it would end up being? If they're 11-1, and one, sitting at home on conference championship weekend, Alabama would, would have maybe two quality wins to brag about, and then, yes, the one quality loss. If that is good enough to get an SEC team into the Final Four over a conference champion that might have zero losses, you will see the kind of pushback that leads to change. There are, there are always things 
that rally the masses and get a number of people upset. SEC bias is a phrase you hear all the time. You would get a tidal wave of pushback if 13-0 Baylor or 13-0 Minnesota were left out and 11-1 didn't even make it to the SEC title game Alabama got in. You know that I am not at all a believer in those who want to boycott things or rally. I think most of you are so full of it and your actions don't match your words. And maybe you personally are passionate about something. Oh, you're never going to listen to this show again. You're never going to watch that TV station again. You're never going to send another check to that university because they didn't fire the coach you wanted fired or they're going to fire the coach that you wanted to stay. Whatever. I've heard a lot of never agains. And 99% of the time, y'all back down. And you, those of you who are honest know that you back down. 11-1 Alabama getting in over an undefeated Power 5 champion would create a tidal wave that pressures sponsors, that pressures the college football playoff committee members, that pre pressures the TV partners, that pressures university presidents to change what is currently a four-team playoff format. I don't believe... All these other things we talk about. We get calls every week at this time of the calendar about how four is not enough. Not everybody thinks that, but many want either a 16 playoff format or an 18 playoff format, or some want to go as they have at lower division, lower NCAA levels. It's a bigger bracket. It's not quite March Madness college basketball size bracket, but 16 or more teams in the bracket to determine a national champion. We're not getting that big at the FBS level in my career and probably not even my lifetime for a lot of different reasons. But remember, a decade or so ago, we were told by a lot of experts there would never be an FBS playoff format at all. There would never be a bracket. Well, look how times have changed over the last decade. A lot of it had to do with money, more so than public opinion. About 11 years ago, when there was an economic downturn, university presidents were told as they were watching their university treasure tre chests dwindle to a degree during the economic downturn. Hey, remember, there is this one opportunity to massively increase your revenues. We always tell those college football playoff folks we're not interested as a matter of principle. Guess what? 11 years ago, those same presidents and chancellors that said, no way, Jose, started listening because of the bigger dollars involved TV-wise if you're willing to put on a bracket-style playoff. There will be public opinion pressure. There may even be a rise in financial pressure to change from four to something larger if 11-1 Alabama got in over one of those undefeated conference champions. It's only a hypothetical for now. It's not like we're going to learn tonight. It's not as much a concern tonight if Alabama – I don't even care. If you think 8-1 Alabama deserves to be ranked higher than 9-0 Minnesota – or 9-0 Baylor right now, I actually probably agree with you. Baylor and Minnesota don't have many great wins. Minnesota has one quality win. One. It was the one they just got on Saturday. It's not like they have overwhelming resumes. Baylor doesn't really have a win over anybody in the top 20. Okay? So there are things to question there. There's not going to be an angry mob based on tonight. It'll just be columnists writing columns and sports radio people taking phone calls from angry fans. I can't believe undefeated Minnesota or Baylor is behind one loss Alabama when Alabama has only one quality victory and it's SEC bias. You know how it's going to go. 
I'm not talking about tonight's rankings, and I'm not talking about tomorrow's phone calls. It really doesn't matter much, the pecking order tonight. If 11-1 Alabama gets into the Final Four over an undefeated Power 5 champion, I'm telling you, there's going to be a tidal wave that would bring change. Maybe Baylor and, Baylor and Minnesota can't stay undefeated. So maybe this hypothetical just pops like a bubble and we have to discuss something else. But that possibility is real. And if Alabama at 11-1 got in over an undefeated Power 5 champion, folks, with this current resume, it, it just is not, objectively speaking, it would not be fair to put Alabama in. They have a chance to polish their resume by visiting Auburn in their regular season finale. But because they're unlikely to be in the SEC title game, they lack that 13th data point possibility, and they're certainly not going to get any power points for beating Mississippi State this weekend or beating the Western Carolina Catamounts the week after that. They have one more chance for a resume builder. It's at Auburn. That would be a quality win. More bonus points if you can hammer the Auburn Tigers. But that's not easy. Auburn's a good team. You got to win, of course, but you're going to have to win in style. More importantly, if you're an Alabama fan, for the first time in the six years of the playoff, remember, they're five for five. Clemson's made four in a row. Alabama is the only team that's gone to all five college football playoffs. In those hypotheticals, the Crimson Tide would not deserve to be in. Those hypotheticals are somewhat unrealistic, but if the committee is forced to pick and choose and they break the tie in favor of the Crimson Tide under that hypothetical, folks, you're going to have the college football playoff version of rebellion in a way that does actually matter. Hayes Permar is the former producer of this program. He's also the brains behind the operation at the very popular Sports Channel 8 website and Sports Channel 8, the radio show. He had a birthday over the weekend. But he also is filled with other ideas that led to this invitation on today's program. It is the launch day of the Disney Plus streaming service that is trying to take over the world. Hayes collected with his staff ideas for hypothetical UNC Plus, Duke Plus, Wolfpack Plus, App State Plus, ECU Plus, and you know the rest. What if they all had their streaming services, as is always their way, they asked such questions with tongue-in-cheek. We'll find out as correspondent Hayes Permar drops by from Sports Channel 8, the radio show on the other side. We'll find out the best of those nominations. That's next with Hayes on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A lot of times I'll get asked, DG, what do you like in sports radio? Part of my answer is, man, I'm glad not all shows are alike. Wouldn't that be horrible? I wouldn't want to try to be like somebody else. And for many, it's probably a bad idea to try to do it our way. As a listener, I enjoy Sports Channel 8, the radio show, heard on our Triangle affiliate, 99.9 FM, The Fan. As a sports radio host, I am thankful for people like Jared Brooks for five years, Darren Vaught in year four as our producer as we speak. Hayes Permar was in that difficult chair for about five years as well. His show is much different than our show, and I believe the world is a better place as a result. Among other things, they dove in today 
on the launch day of the Disney Plus streaming service that is trying to take over the world, Netflix style. Hayes and his crew at Sports Channel 8 collected ideas for the hypothetical UNC Plus, Duke Plus, Wolfpack Plus, ECU Plus, and other streaming services. They often ask these questions with tongues in cheek, and we are glad that they do. Hayes, welcome back to the David Glenn Show, man. How are you guys? Uh, great to be back, David Glenn, and glad to be on your show since I had to turn you down for your gracious offer of hurricane season yeah. last night. Although I feel bad forever the last person was asked because they just found out that I was asked <laughs> before them. So maybe I sh shouldn't have said that publicly. It wasn't you, Darren. It was not you, Darren. You uh, said you were already in by the time he asked me. We ended up in the second row, Hayes, so we'll have to describe the splendor that you missed last night with other responsibilities. But let's start here. Uh, I, I admire how you guys are celebrating the launch of Disney Plus with some local flavor. What might be, given your market research, what, for example, would be on some of the home screens of our in-state schools streaming channels? Well, you know this, DG, in today's uh, you know, quick attention world, you got to grab people right, of the way, right yep. away. So yep. when they open up your streaming channel, uh, there's got to be something catchy right there that already says, these people get me, they know me, there's a reason yep. I'm shelling out five bucks a month for just exclusive UNC Plus or Duke Plus content. Yep. So over at UNC, the home screen is either the Geo punt return or the Jerry Stackhouse dunk in Cameron, followed by the head bob and walk. Um, oddly enough, NC State's home screen actually has a UNC game as well. When you uh, turn on, you can choose to set the default to either the Chris Jenkins shot in 2016 oh, as your home screen over at Wolfpack Plus, or, of course, you could go with the more traditional 1983 Hail Mary low to Wittenberg for a national title. Wow. They really do. Right now, you know, I mean, you know, in, in today's world, you can get data on all these things. 80% of Wolfpack users are actually choosing the Chris Jenkins 2016 Villanova <laughs> shot as a home screen for Wolfpack Plus. Oh, um, hey, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Over at Duke, you won't be surprised uh, to find that the Hurley to Grant Hill alley-oop is on the home screen just playing over the loop with Bob Harris audio in the background. And then at Wake, I mean, everybody knows what it's going to be. Another UNC play, Randolph Childress crossing over yeah. uh, Jeff McGinnis at the AC tournament. Uh, Wake fans cannot get enough. So the home screens are already grabbing people in and making them want to dive in and see what kind of programming <laughs> is going to be at these uh, uh, school-specific streaming sites. I love the way you and the guys at Sports Channel 8 are thinking. Think of all the market research that goes into what should our 50-yard line school logo be or what should yeah. our center jump circle logo be. Uh, Hayes and the boys have figured out all the appropriate home screens for these schools' streaming channels. What, uh, so, what's some of the programming uh, that would appear on Duke Plus, UNC Plus, or I don't know, do you call it NC State Plus or Wolfpack Plus? Been, I guess you have another decision been, to make there. Yeah, we've been toying with the title. We kind of like Wolfpack Plus. And, you know, first of all, I do like that you continue to say the Sports Channel A crew and the guys, although I am kind of the loudmouth who eats up most of the uh, minutes saying almost nothing on my radio show. This was actually a Josh Goodson idea. Cool. And as you know, the, the ACC's resident late-night writer, uh, Ben Swain, contributes most of our funny stuff. But uh, over at the, at the specific schools that, that we care most about here, in, for ACC schools at least, at UNC, they've got obviously UNC two games that UNC won, but there's a special that premiering right out of the gate, just like Disney is throwing you a new Star Wars series. Uh, UNC is bringing the Hansbro in Cameron collection wow. that you're going to want to see. Um, 
There's also a great video of uh, Harrison Barnes' Skype press conference that you can see live right now. Uh, and then also on the, UNC, <laughs> on the UNC Plus streaming channel, you know the UNC fans, they like to think that they're above hate-watching, but actually getting a lot of run right now is the 1999 UConn over Duke NCAA championship. Wow. It's the highest stream thing at UNC Plus right now. And, DG, I have good sources that tell me they are already working on a 30-for-30 30 30 season about the 2019 football excuse me, a 30 for 30 episode about the 2019 uh, football season. It's entitled Undefeated Season, but it's one of those ones with parentheses, and in front it says 24 points away from an undefeated season <laughs> in 2019 UNC football. So all that's at UNC Plus. Over at Wolfpack Plus, um, you've got a, the 30 for 30 survive in advance. Uh, you're only going to be able to see that now at Wolfpack Plus. That's getting a lot of run. An entire catalog of Philip Rivers and Russell Wilson NFL games. Uh, the Weinstein press conference, you can get that live. <laughs> An in-depth breakdown of officiating errors, current and past. So, I mean, that, that's going to get tons of streams. And then also, you can right now, if you order right now at Wolfpack Plus, you can get the entire 2001-2002 UNC basketball 8-20 season. So that's, that is going to do very well. Um, over at Duke, DG, uh, a Duke Plus streaming, obviously, again, some standard stuff. UNC games that Duke won national title years, but there is a continuous loop of Zion dunks that just run. Just you can just get every Zion dunk uh, from every angle you want. You know they brought extra cameras into Cameron last year for Zion, and you can watch it. It's, it's about I think it's like three hours of total dunks uh, when you look at all the different angles. Also, there is uh, the 1986 NCAA soccer championship. Sort of some uh, deep cut material there for Duke. Uh, the Thad Lewis in Raleigh and Steve Spurrier in Chapel Hill football games. <laughs> fans like to, they like to look at football as specific, not, not, not sort of the whole thing. They like to pick and choose uh, games to watch. There, it, weirdly enough, Dave, there's obviously they're going to have to advertise to make money. There are no Just for Men ads on Duke Plus. There's no hair dye commercials on that? Duke Plus. So that, that doesn't exist. And then uh, because it's Duke Plus and we know the fan base, um, we got Jersey Shore through the entire series and <laughs> Yankees, Yankees World Series highlights for those Duke fans. Uh, so those are the three triangle schools. So I know I'm going long here, DG. Just, just a lot of programming. Real quick, Wake Forest, they've got the ACC Football Championship from 2000, uh, in 2006, ACC uh, Basketball Tournament, the mid-'90s edition only, mostly 96, 97. <laughs> Uh, they've got Stephen Colbert running late night on Wake Forest Plus. <laughs> I think that's an allusion to your show, DG. That's a show within a show right there. And then you can see all the Tim Duncan championships and all the highlights of the Chris Paul championships, which that, that one's actually a lot shorter than the Tim Duncan championship. So um, you can stream the Chris Paul championships real quick. And then Brian's song. The movie Brian's song runs on Wake Forest uh, all the time. So that's some of the programming for our ACC school days. And uh, like I said, it's getting a lot of hits already. Hayes Permar is joining us from Sports Channel 8, the radio show. You can follow the crew at Sports Channel and then the number 8 at Sports Channel 8 on Twitter. Of course, find Sports Channel 8, the radio show on our Triangle affiliate, 99.9 FM. The fan Hayes himself personally, you can follow at DHPIV for those who have been wondering. Those would be his initials. I got that yep. right, right? I've known you long enough yeah. to know. Initials with, with the, with the I, on the end. I need to change that. You're the it's one fourth. Of things like you've had it so long, and then you're like, I, I initially was doing that to make it just short, 
Now I should probably change it to like Hayes Sports Channel 8 or something. I don't know. David but, Hayes uh, Permar the fourth, right? DHPIV. Yeah, yep, that's it. All right, it's David Permar visiting with David Glenn here on the David Glenn Show. Uh, did anybody besides on this very special Disney Plus moment in American streaming history, uh, have you guys at Sports Channel 8 dug out uh, anybody besides besides or beyond the ACC in terms of uh, the school-specific streaming outlets? Yes, you know that uh, you need a, a big fan base to make it worth it, yeah. right? I mean, Disney's rolling out Star Wars fans, Marvel fans. Obviously, they know they got people. Um, so even though they're not in the ACC, uh, as you know, and I always talk about in the show, DG, ECU has one of the most passionate fan bases. Sure. They are actually starting – uh, an ECU plus, or I think they're calling this one Pirates plus. That, that, that rolls off the tongue. Uh, the home screen is actually that guy from last year at a tailgate that's uh, nose chugging a natty light. Sort of <laughs> a, a shout out to the culture down there at Greenville. <laughs> however, however, there is no truth to the rumor that you'll find girls gone wild footage mm. uh, at, on Pirates plus. Uh, there was talk of that. There goes Anthony's birthday present. Go ahead. What you will find is the 92 Peach Bowl and the football win over Miami and Carter Finley. Those are there. Uh, Jeff Blake, uh, Hall of Fame resume highlights from the NFL. Uh, all WWE programming. Because shout ah, out to Vince sure. McMahon. Of course. A lot, of, a lot of WWE stuff there. And then sticking with ECU football fans, we got to give them some basketball too. So UNC basketball highlights after every game go up there on Pirates Plus. And then Sandra Bullock movies. Yeah. Miss Congeniality. The whole speed franchise and the blind side, all that is at Pirates Plus right now. I think the big bellied Wolfpack fan ought to make uh, Wolfpack Plus. Any room for Ooh. him? Maybe a recurring could, loop yeah, at, he, at some point? He, yeah, he could maybe be a, a home screen that you could choose too. If, you, if you're willing to give up the, the Chris Jenkins shot. Um, and then, PG, <laughs> there's a couple schools around the ACC that well, I won't go through all their programs, sure. but just a couple highlights. Uh, Louisville has a, a Louisville Plus channel, uh -oh. and they actually have uh, something pretty cool. It's a, it's a live stream of Dave Clawson's coaches meetings. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I think it's called Waking Weeks or something like that. And then uh, Syracuse, they're actually working on something, you know, behind-the-scenes uh, document, the Hard Knock style stuff is good. They're going to follow Jim Behan at this year's ACC tournament in uh, uh, a behind-the-scenes thing they're calling The Grinch Goes to Greensboro. So, uh, so that'll be fun to watch out for. And then uh, on Virginia Plus, uh, as a reminder to uh, Cavs fans, look, look, you, you, uh, UVA won the national championship, and they had a great offense. They scored a lot last year. Early signs are that it's not going to be the same this year, DG. Yep. So over at Virginia Plus, you know you know, sometimes you can stream like a warm fire on a channel <laughs> just to like set the mood in yeah, your living sure. room? There. They're actually going to have um, two different streams, one where you can watch paint dry <laughs> and another where you can watch grass grow because they, figure, <laughs> they know the Democrat. If you like UVA's offense this year, you're probably a big fan of paint drying and grass growing too. So um, that's, 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 those schools have some highlight footage too. So it, it is a good time. It's a good thing we didn't turn you loose on Washington Capitals Plus. <laughs> yes, or, or even worse, Washington Redskins Plus. Good Lord. Uh, but, no, we're focusing on the college stuff, and we're, we're excited. I, I will say, DG, I thought in the era of, like, cable breaking up, you know, I'd be saving money, but all, all these streams, and I feel like I'm back to, a, you know, $120 cable bill or whatever. But it's worth it. The content's good, um, and uh, Sports Channel 8 is, uh, is watching every minute of it. As you know, I'm up against the clock, so I will wish you a happy birthday. Congratulate <laughs> you on the success of uh, Sports Channel 8, including the radio show, just to see – 
if I, I mean, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, so I'm not offended if you don't think that I would be a part of the fabric of the Sports Channel 8 culture. What would you think if I said, as additions to your Louisville Plus channel, how about some reality TV where we follow former basketball coach Rick Patino to a local nightclub and, you know, see what happens, and um, an alternative yeah. program where Bobby Petrino gets on a motorcycle with a woman who's not his wife, and we follow him and, you know, see what happens. What do you think? Yeah, actually, you know what? Ben Swain has actually uh, tried to get those shows started, and he's tried to bring them up, but it's like scrambled, you know, like back in the day on Channel 10 uh, on your TV. So he's trying to get the, the Petrino Patino team a little bit plus, but Ben Swain said it's all scrambled yep, right now. He yep. can't see anything. There, there may be some. Thing. Yeah. Every now and then he can see something, but he's watching it regardless. So I don't know. It must be something good on there. So not suitable for work content on the new Louisville Plus. Good stuff, man. Great to hear your voice. Keep up the good work. Always fun. Hayes Permar from Sports Channel 8 on Twitter at Sports Channel and the number 8. Of course, he mentioned Ben Swain. He mentioned Josh Goodson, the Weathermuth shout shout out as well. Brian Geisinger, superstar from both the David Glenn Show and ACCSports.com, a fundamental part of that success story as well. Hayes Permar joining us. Of course, all those channels are not real. Today is the launch day for a real streaming service called Disney+. Plus. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch Thanks to Ryan McGee of ESPN, Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic, Hayes Permar from Sports Channel 8 for dropping by. Great work from you as listeners and callers, too. TV picks tonight include, of course, the College Football Playoff Committee's new Top 25. That is a TV event, 7 o'clock on ESPN. You have Oregon-Memphis, Central Arkansas at Duke, and Kentucky hosting Evansville among your college basketball options. NBA, Blazers, Kings, Cavs, Sixers, and otherwise... Pitt, Jeff Capel, and the Panthers on ESPNU at 6. Enjoy the games. We hope you're with us tomorrow on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.